0: When is the last time you took a cold hard look at your career skills? We talk all the time about what we don't have and what's wrong with our career, but have you taken the time to really toot your own horn and look at all the accomplishments that you've made in your career so far? You now, I mentioned the DIS. C or the disc assessment a lot on the show because I use it a lot in my business. But that's only one way to take a look at your skills, your talents, and abilities when it comes to really being able to showcase what it is that you do and how brilliant you are. So today we are talking about assessing your career skills. So if you are someone who hasn't done this or you haven't done it in a while, Keep listening. Welcome to the Gen X Career Show, the only podcast designed specifically for the Gen X professional who wants to start a new chapter, finally finding passion and fulfillment in the work that they do every day. I'm your host, Kay Kirkman. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Gen X Career Show. My name is Kay Kirkman, and today we are talking about using what you have. So many times when I talk to people in career transition, whether they be a coaching client or a friend, a colleague, and this is especially true if you're in a place in your career where you're unhappy. The focus is always on what you don't have, what's missing, what's wrong, and I know I've mentioned this before, and I'm sure you know that whatever you focus on expands. I had a great interview that aired last week. If you missed it, please go back and listen. It was my 80th episode celebration with Angela Mastandrea, and she talked about. Just this idea of how she, when she was in career transition, she went through this process where instead of looking at what she didn't like in previous roles, she looked at the things that she did like and that she enjoyed, and she used that as the basis to make her career decisions moving forward. In line with that, I wanted to talk this week about assessing your career skills do you periodically take a kind of like a a health check of your career skills? In the busyness of everyday life, a lot of times, even if we're in a in a space where we're unhappy, we forget to go back and really take a look, a really deep dive into well, what do I bring to the table? This episode is inspired by so many things as my episodes always are. And I love how I just get inspiration from different places. I was talking to one of my coaches. I have coaches in every area where I want to improve. And so I was talking to one of my coaches last week and he said something that was so, it was so profound, but then it was also like, something that I'm sure you're aware of, but maybe you just never think of. And it's this idea that when we don't have a strong sense of self, and you know, we're talking about assessing your skills. So when you don't know what you bring to the table, when you don't know what you bring to the table, when you don't really know what you bring to the table, when you don't know what value you bring to your employer, if you're starting a business, to your customers or clients, then a lot of times what happens is we allow others to determine for us what value we bring. We allow others to determine for us what our worth is. And this can spill over into salary negotiations, asking clients for money, and all types of things. So, this exercise is really not only for you to take a look at what it is you bring to the table, what your skill sets are, but it's also to help you to really step into the fact that you've done a lot of stuff, you have a lot of skills even if you're focused on what you don't have and the things that you want that you don't yet have, when you take a good hard look at what it is that you have done and what it is that you can do, you might even surprise yourself. And not only will that give you confidence moving forward, but it'll also help you with establishing that sense of self because my coach mentioned about knowing your worth, knowing your value, or others will tell you what it is. It's true in so many different areas in life. And if you've listened to this podcast for even one episode, I'm sure you get the idea that on this show, yes, it's the Gen X Career Show, and we talk about careers and all different aspects of careers. But it's also a show to help you with your personal development, to help you really take a strong look at yourself, And not just go willy-nilly and apply for jobs, but really take a look at the different areas of your life and how those play into your job search and ultimately what career you choose for yourself. And so if you haven't listened to an episode that I did, I did an episode, I was a podcast guest on a show called Find Your Dream Job. Find Your Dream Job, and it's a podcast that is hosted by Mac Pritchard who runs MaxList, which is a job board, and it's based out of Portland, Portland, Oregon. And on that show, I talked about this idea of finding your unique skills and abilities in order to help you to stand out in the job market. And on that show, I talked a lot about the same types of concepts that I'm talking about today. So if you want to get more of an overview of this whole idea of assessing your skills, I invite you to check out that episode. It was actually episode, it came out on May 26th of last year, 2021. It was episode 297 of the uh, Find Your Dream Job podcast with Mac Pritchard. And that also has some elements of what I'm talking about today. But today I'm really going to hone in on how to assess the skills, because in that podcast episode, I talked about assessing your skills, but I didn't really talk about the how as much. So that's what I'm really talking about today. And so I love this idea of really taking a hard look at your skills and being honest with yourself, not only about your strengths, but also the areas that perhaps you are challenged in where you can improve. You know, I was listening to Brooke Shields. She started a website specifically for women, women over 40, and just in all aspects of your life, embracing being over 40. And she talks about this whole idea that after 40, a lot of times, and this is true in careers as it, as it is in life, as you get older, you tend to have... Uh, by our society tends to devalue you, especially women as they age. And so we're looked upon differently as we age in our careers and in different areas of our life. But she mentioned something that I thought was interesting. And I've heard this before. And let me know if you've heard this too, that men are a lot better at tooting their own horn and talking about their skills and being confident about their skills, even if their skills are not quite up to par, let's say for a role or for an opportunity, they're much more likely to just jump in, even if they don't have all the skills. I was listening to something where it said that a man could, or excuse me, a woman could have all of the skills listed for a job description, except for one thing. Like there's one thing on the job description that a woman doesn't have, and she'll say to herself, "Oh, I'm not going to apply." Whereas a man could have half the things that are listed on the job description in his in his you know skills arsenal, and he'll go ahead and, and apply anyway. And I think that has a lot to do how we're with how we're socialized and how we grow up. It that's a whole nother episode. Maybe I'll I'll save that for another conversation. But this idea of assessing your skills and just being really honest, again, not just about your strengths, but also about the areas that you have challenged, that you are challenged in is a really, really good exercise even if you're not looking for another job it's just really good to periodically assess your skills and and see where you are and so i i want to talk about three three key ways that you can do this and then i'll give you some additional suggestions as well you know as i said on the show we like to talk about the technical aspects of job searching and assessing and assessing skills But we also like to talk about how your career fits into your life and the different challenges that come up in your life that impact your career. So today we're doing a little bit of both. All right. So the first thing that I suggest that you do is to make a list. So you want to make a list of all of your skills, And you're going to start with your hard skills, and then you're going to list your soft skills. So your hard skills are going to be like your technical skills. So, for example, if you speak a foreign language, if you are skilled at a particular software program, you know, I know that in the training and development world where I come from, Captivate, for example, is one software program in the learning and development space that many people use, and so it could be, you know, are you a good writer? Is that a, a hard? That would be a hard skill. If you're really good at math and figures and numbers, if you're good at budgeting, if you are good at if you have really strong analytical skills, these are all hard skills. So think about the technical skills that you have, and many of these skills are going to be very industry specific. But also, these are skills that pretty much are going to remain the same across different roles, right? So they might be industry-specific, but let's say that if you're really good at budgeting or that's something that you're very skilled at, you could do budgeting in a lot of different companies with a lot of different industries. Uh, You would just have to learn that particular company or industry's way of applying that particular skill. So first you want to take a look at your hard skills. Then you want to take a look at your soft skills. And those are going to be things like communication, your leadership skills. Do you collaborate? Do you, do you play well with others, right? Um, that's going to be more of your interpersonal skills. Are you reliable? Are you dependable? Heck, do people like you? <laughs> like, are you one of those people that people just don't like? are you standoffish into yourself? Do you come into work and just basically bury your head in the sand and do your work and leave? Are you more social? And I'm not putting a judgment on either one, but again, you're just taking a hard look at these things for yourself so that you can, first of all, be able to articulate to other people, employers, clients, whoever it is, what you bring to the table, but then also if there are areas where you have a challenge or where you'd like to improve, you can start to take steps to go ahead and improve those skills. So that's the first thing. Just take a good hard look at all of your hard and soft skills. Now in order to help you with this, you might want to take a look at your job description you know, go back to when you first started your job, or if you have your own business or you aspire to start something on the side or something, take a look at what that particular area requires. You can take a look at job descriptions. You can also go on to job websites or, excuse me, job boards. I talk a lot about the wrong way and the right way to use job boards. So in this case, a good use of a job board like a Monster or, you know, one of the Indeed or one of the major job boards is that you can look at the job descriptions that are listed for certain positions and you can use that also to help you with your own list of your hard and your soft skills. So that's the first thing. Just list out all of your hard and your soft skills. All right, and then the second thing you wanna do is to zero in, uh, once again, on those areas where you either excel or you have a challenge in. And then if there's an area that you have a challenge in, you want to go ahead and make a plan for how you are going to work on those particular challenges. All right. And then after that. The next thing that you want to do is you want to look back on your performance reviews. Your performance reviews. So this is where you can get an idea of how other people perceive you in your job. And again, you just want to be honest with yourself on what you find. If you have a performance report that says that you are really great at taking initiative, and leading projects. You want to write that down. If there is a a specific technical skill that you excel in, that you really got a good rating on in your performance review, you want to take a look at that. Note that. And again, with the same idea that you're going to look for the things that you're good at, so you can highlight those in conversations, in future job interviews, or if there's a challenge, you want to see, did you address it? If you got a a lower mark on a performance review in a certain area, did you go back and address that? Or is that still an area that you have not focused on? Right. So performance reviews can be very helpful in that area. I know when I used to work in corporate The performance reviews could be kind of tricky because I remember sometimes, depending on the manager or the supervisor that you have, like I remember sometimes where it was really just checking off the boxes for the manager or supervisor just to say that they did it, but there really wasn't any really solid feedback that I could use to actually move forward. So if you're in that type of situation you really want to make sure that for your performance review, that you're getting what you need. And I'll just leave that at that. Sometimes we think that, well, we just have to take what the employer says. And again, this all depends on your work environment and your work culture. But one of the, one of the things that I wish I had have done more when I was working in corporate as an employee is to really challenge my supervisor on certain areas of my performance review, either to get more clarity on what I had to do to improve or to go back and maybe explain why something happened the way it did. So that's just a little aside. But performance reviews can be very, very useful, again, in this whole process of assessing your skills. And so that's another way. You can look at performance reviews but you can also look at LinkedIn recommendations. You can look at your LinkedIn recommendations to see what other people are saying about you. One thing that I didn't mention too is that if you are a small business owner or perhaps you're starting a business or you're a coach or a consultant, one of the things that you can do is go back to client testimonials or if you ask your clients for feedback. I know with me, I always send my clients a feedback form after their coaching program is over just to see what can I improve on my coaching, on the program, what is it that you liked about the program, how did it help you. And so if you are not currently an employee, if you're a consultant, you're a coach, or you're a small business owner, you can go back to your clients to get this information too. So that could be clients, that could be customers, suppliers. These are all places where you can elicit feedback to help you with assessing your skills, okay? Again, you want to look at not just one area, but different areas in order to make your list of your skills, right? So we have your hard and soft skills, right? We have looked at your performance reviews, and the last area that you might want to consider is, and, and this is something that some workplaces do and some don't. But if you've ever had some sort of a 360, a 360 assessment or a 360-degree feedback session. That is where it's usually either a function of HR or sometimes a company will bring someone in to do a 360 assessment. And what that is, is it's not just feedback from your manager and your supervisor, but it's also feedback from your colleagues and also it could be suppliers or customers. So it elicits feedback from different areas in order to get a full picture of how you're performing. And so if you have a 360 review or, excuse me, a 360 feedback, if you've ever gotten that done, you can also go back to that in order to add to your list as you are assessing your skills. And then the last area that I want to talk about is friends and family, now of course <laughs> you want to take that one with a grain of salt because of course your your friends and family are going to be biased in e- e- one of two ways and so but again it's just a good I think that going to your friends and family for feedback is probably good for your soft skills but they might also be able to assess your technical skills depending on on what those are but you can again go to, friends and family. And again, hopefully you're getting the point that when you're assessing your skills, you don't want to stick with just one way to assess your skills. You want to look at all of these different areas and bring them all in, in order to get a full picture of of what it is that you bring to the table. And again, the purpose of really taking a good, hard look at your skills and assessing your skills in all of these different ways is to First of all, toot your own horn a little bit, add to your confidence and really take a good hard look at everything that you've accomplished, everything that you bring to the table and what value you bring. Because remember, if you don't establish your value in the marketplace, then somebody else will. And it might not be exactly what you want that to be. The second reason to do this would be so that you can see the areas of challenge that you have and see how you can improve, create a plan to improve. So whether that be taking a class, taking a course, listening to a podcast, going to a website, you're not gonna know what you need until you take a good hard look at what you've already done. So just to recap, we're talking today about assessing your skills, assessing your career skills in order to increase your confidence and also see what areas you need to improve. And the first thing I talked about doing is to create a list, a list of both your hard and your soft skills, right? And then I suggested that you look at your job description, right? I talked about your performance reviews, going back to your performance reviews. And if you are not working as an employee right now, going to your customers, your clients, your suppliers, your vendors, in order to get feedback from there. And then the last area that I talked about was going to your friends and family and getting feedback from them in terms of what do they think are areas where you excel at in terms of your soft and hard skills, what are some areas that you could possibly improve in. So there is an article that I use to research this topic, and I will link to the article in the show notes on my website. So you can go to yourgenxcareer.com and I will have a link to the article as well as I will list out all of these different steps that I talked about today. And hopefully this will inspire you to go ahead and do a really deep dive assessment into into you know, your skills. And again, hopefully it'll give you a boost of confidence. You know, we're coming up on the end. Can you even believe, you know, starting next month, we will be in fourth quarter or excuse me, (laughs) but I'm putting us in fourth quarter. We'll be into second quarter, the second quarter of the year. So I always like, I always say that uh, each quarter is, is a great time to really take a look and assess, any area of your life. But if you want to do the assessment, I think that this would be a great time to do it as we move into second quarter. So that is what I have for you today. Hopefully, you got something from the show. Please, you can hit me up on all my social media channels which are all found at yourgenxcareer.com. i've been getting a lot of messages from linkedin which is really fun so if you want to reach out to me on linkedin i'm just k kirkman on linkedin and just to be sure you're going to the right cuz you know it's funny there actually are other k kirkmans in this world which always blows my mind cuz it's not a hugely common name but there are other k kirkman so it's probably best to just go to my website yourgenxcareer.com and click on the icon at the top of the page uh, for LinkedIn and you'll go directly to my page. Send me a message. Send me a shout out. Let me know if you're enjoying the show or what things that you would like to see uh, improve, changed, or just things you'd like to learn about on the show. All right, then that's what I have for you today. And as always, I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on the Gen X Career Show. Make sure to visit our website, yourgenxcareer.com. And while you're there, grab your free dream job discovery list, a curated collection of over 20 job titles to spark your imagination, ignite your passion, and move you one step closer to work you truly enjoy.